this is Wicked Spursy. It's at least acknowledged, so we don't have to guess. <laughs> Shout out to our two viewers. Hey. Hey, everybody. This is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Steve, my man, how are you, buddy? You know, Dave, I am doing pretty damn good. Um, you know, for a Monday, all things considered, right? And given the absolute garbage match that we had to witness. Um, but aside from that... Uh, Great day. Isaac started daycare, uh, or uh, started preschool at daycare, I should say. Okay. Uh, so typically it would be like on his third birthday or later. Uh, but because of the way they like have this buddy system set up where when somebody moves up to the next room, they take their buddy with them. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess the space opened up and they just pulled Isaac in. So now he gets to play with all the big kids and, they're going to teach him his letters and his numbers, and uh, it's all it's all very exciting stuff. Uh, and some he, and some swears. Well, no, I, I've taken care of that myself. But okay, uh, good, 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 good. It's not my fault. I just can't help the road rage. <laughs> yeah, it's preschool, so they'll teach him about Santa Claus. They'll teach him every swear word. They'll teach him gender, sexuality. You know, they're just going to cross off all the big all the big things, right? That's yeah. I mean that. That's what I heard from the, uh, you know, those kind folks over at, uh, what, Florida? Is that is that the state that's doing all that <laughs> shit? Kind folks over at Florida. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call them kind. But well, over but, at Florida. Over although, at Florida. Although to any of our Wicked Spursy listeners in Florida, we do love and appreciate you. But <clears throat> we are speaking more globally about the politics of where you live. Hey, uh, Mikey Blinders, what's going on in your world, buddy? No Mikey Blinders this week. What are you talking it's- about? It's it's Mikey. Uh, Mikey's on a blinder. He's playing a blinder right now. That's look at the size of this fucking thing. This is this is where we're at right now. Mm. Now that's an eight point two percent beer right there. Um, and it's delicious. Um, I'm I'm great, Dave. Actually, I'm fantastic. Um. Oh, actually, no, no, no. We had we had some stuff that happened this weekend, right? Yeah, we did. um. We did um, just decide, Mike. Are you good or bad? Like yeah, you can well, even lie like, right now. Sports and sports wise, like life in life, fucking great, just great. Um, had a decent weekend on call. Uh, didn't interfere with any of the crap that I needed to do, which was uh, <laughs> watch uh, that thing we call a football club, and uh, also uh, watch uh, that thing that, that I like to call my F one team. Um. Yeah, we, just we, fucking. We share both, Mike, and ooh, it's kind of rough, isn't it? Oh man, that was a that was a rough that was a rough rough start to the season. But you want um, you want to let our our loyal Wicked Spursy fans know where our F one allegiances lie? I'll, I'll let uh, you do it. Yeah, we're uh, we're Team McLaren. Um, I'm Papaya, a baby. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Lando Norris fan. Um, I I think he's got a right the right attitude. Uh, you know, I was a Carlos Sainz fan too, but um, you know things happen um but uh you know i'm glad ricardo's gone he's got a bad attitude he doesn't have a bad attitude he's just a he's just a cocky cocky shithead um 
And uh, we have the new young guy coming in, uh, Piastri, and it looks like it uh, it might be a nice season if they can get their fucking car issues sorted out that they've the same fucking issues they've been having for past three seasons. So, indeed, we'll indeed. see what happens. But uh, you know, other than that, like life is good, work has been good. Uh, you know, um, started to grow the beard back. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, Dave. We are absolutely. I, I wanted to say I watched um, today. I watched final season or final episode of the most recent season of uh, the. Uh, wow, why can't I beyond the try to survive? Be, yeah, trying to survive. Why did I say beyond <laughs> the grid? I don't know what that what I was getting at there, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's time. It's time for them to end end that series. Like it, it clearly this last season just didn't have the the punch that the previous one did so which is crazy because it was such a good season it was and they didn't and it, they didn't capture very well the way they approached it like they they did these thematic things that kept bouncing across all the all the races it, i don't know it was poor i do want to say also um more pop culture you guys watch the traders at all either the uk or the u.s version on mm-hmm. peacock yeah mm-hmm. fun watch Pond stars Pond stars no if you <laughs> if you watch the traders i i'll be curious your if you mm-hmm. land on the same assessment that I do, which is people are stupid. Like people think that their their instincts and their their gut and are are spot on. Absolutely not. People are, Dave, are goofballs and cannot figure their way out of a wet paper bag. Dave, I don't need to watch a TV show to already know to that. Know that? <laughs> fair. That's very fair. What are you drinking? Uh, grape, ju- grape juice there? Out of a mason jar? Uh, boxed wine out of a mason jar. <laughs> That's funny. Box wine. I was I was coming up I was coming up to my uh my pod layer tonight and uh Beth said you're not drinking a beer I said no I said uh, going with wine it's a little, little better for the Mediterranean diet that I'm on at, at the moment you know and was uh, it Mediterranean said, oh. wine? Well, it's grapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's grapes could be a I, uh, great episode title by the way. It's grapes. That might be a decent. It's one, grapes. Absolutely. It's sour grapes. It's grapes, grapes in a ball jar. Hey, speak. Uh, yeah, there's no no segue I can do there. Football. No segues. Football. <laughs> what 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 do we think about it, <laughs> Steve? Why don't you start us off, man? I think it's a load of shit. Um, no, hey, Mike, I, what you drink? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was it. Thought... <laughs> no, it, you know it's Spurs is just such a frustrating team right now, and given our position in the league, you would expect us to be putting on some solid performances, getting results against the teams that we need to. But over the last few games, the trend is is almost like the inverse spurs, right? We're winning the games that we're not expected to win and then losing the other matchups, right? Like we we comfortably beat Chelsea just a couple of games ago that we didn't even get to talk to because we promptly shit the bed. We beat City and then lost, you know, immediately i i just don't understand there's a consistency thing that you know you you hear the coaching staff talk about the mentality of the team and and you know needing to have that stronger mentality how can you be mentally strong enough to go toe-to-toe with a team like manchester city and then get knocked out by relegation fodder like i i just i don't understand that like and this isn't an isolated incident either like that's the thing this has been happening to Spurs specifically for years now where these games were on paper. We should easily win. And we just, we can't do it. We hit the post the you know, nothing goes our way. The 
opposition goalkeeper has the game of their life. You know, whatever excuse it is, it's just that consistent for us. And it's happened across managers. It's happened across, you know, different players in the starting lineup. You know, the only consistent thing about it is just how awful we've we've been in these situations. Um, that's and the fact that for whatever reason, we keep hiring these managers who refuse to make impact subs at a reasonable time. <laughs> Before 80 minutes. Yeah, an impact sub doesn't mean bring Lucas Moore on. <laughs> bring Lucas Lucas for Decky. That's not what it means. No, no. It, you know, it, this is one of those games I think that highlights exactly why we as fans are so frustrated. I mean, we were all chatting on on our you know WhatsApp chats about who was underperforming, who needed to be taken off, what changes need to be made to solidify the game and, and, you know, try to get us the result that we absolutely needed. I mean, fourth place could have been ours to hold on to. Instead, we're at the mercy of Liverpool now dropping points with their game in hand. You know, that's who, not- who just put a touchdown on United, by the way, right? Exactly. So that's yeah. a team on the up and up. I don't expect them to start dropping points anytime soon after that morale boosting victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we wouldn't have needed to really worry about them taking fourth, but here we are. Um and it's great like even even the most adamant Sun supporters are out there like why is he still playing when the system doesn't suit him? He's not doing his best work. He's not really offering much to the rest of the team. And yet he gets the full 90 minutes when somebody like Decky, who was, you know, trying things, making runs, putting balls into dangerous areas, he gets hooked for, again, Lucas fucking Mora, whose one trick is run very fast in one direction and hope it works. It's it's just baffling to me that the coaching staff is that stubborn that they will not make these sorts of changes. And look, I you know, I love Sun. He can be an incredible performer, but he's just not on his game. Why do you keep playing somebody who's not performing well when you've bought options that just sit and rot on the bench? I mean, Dan Juma's hardly gotten a sniff at, at the game. You know, his one real appearance for us he got a goal that's a pretty <laughs> solid return i mean on his debut too on his de- and then what what does he get for his troubles with that he gets what like two minutes here three mm-hmm. minutes there you know he's not getting much of anything and yet the underperforming players in the team continue to get game time and the last point I want to make so I don't take everything from Mike is just for the love of God, <laughs> Harry Kane, stop fucking taking free kicks. Just stop it. Pedro Poro with his one effort was closer than you ever been. He, over he the was last on target. 10 yeah. seasons. Like just fucking stop, dude. You're not good at that. You're a fantastic goal scoring machine, but you cannot score a fucking free kick. You can't do it. It's fine. Admit it. Hand it over to Pedro Poro. Hand it over to fucking Eric Dyer. Son yeah. has a better record with them. Just stop it. Get some help. Hey, Steve, you know, when you were talking about Lucas Mora a minute ago, um, you talked about the best thing he does is run in one direction. And when you said that, I saw Mike tear up because that was his favorite boy band. And he's sad that they broke up. Mike, what what do you think about uh, what Steve had to say and, and the, the football over the weekend? I wasn't listening. Yeah, tracks. <laughs> Mike, you want to give your uh, brand new fresh take? Uh... Fresh take, fresh take, Mikey. Fresh take, Mike. 
Listen, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad football over the weekend. Um, we talked about Sheffield United, so we don't have to talk about that again. But uh, aren't you, you know, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad we potted last Wednesday and got that one out of the way, so we only have one bad match to talk about? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> that you know, other than the fact that we didn't get to speak on Chelsea, really, in that time's passed. But true. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily uh, I, I don't want to believe that Sun is having a bad season or it's just a bad run of form. I think that they're not playing to his strengths and his strengths are not dropping or are not dropping back and they're not it's not playing playing up uh playing up with his back to goal um and, and controlling the ball. He is at his best when he's running in from behind onto onto balls that that are you know brilliantly played to him excuse me that's when he that's when he's at his best so i don't actually believe he's a different player or he's in a bad run of form i believe that that the the system isn't suiting him and i think that the the system um isn't being allowed to change to suit the players that we have like you know the conte system was supposed to be suited kind of to any player that 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 comes in right or that's there right and we saw it last season we know we know it worked but what did we talk about right we talked about the 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 dig against Conte was that he gets figured out quickly his systems get figured out quickly right and and the so what happens is that he moves to a different league or he moves to a different team within that league um and he's got different players so that this, the system works with the players that, that are there. So, you know, he moves from, he moves from Inter to Tottenham, right. Or he moves from Chelsea back to Italy or, you know, wherever it is he goes, he is able to bring that system back into that league until it gets figured out. And then he moves along. And we, we had, we had talked about that, right. So I think that it's just that the system has been figured out. I, I don't think the system is, is anything that's ever going to be flexible, you know? Um, and with that inflexibility, um, it doesn't allow for other players to get significant runs, right? And, and the, the system is built so that it, it's, a, it's a one game a week system because that system is built so that the same players are getting the same playing time every single match. So after Wednesday, it's going to work marvelously. Then is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, there we go. I, I think that, I think that Tottenham's got an absolute chance to win that game. In I wasn't trying to push you forward, by the way. I just was no, no, commenting no. on our prospects. I, I, I just, no, I'm just trying to, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to sit here in like, play the doom and gloom game about the, or about the wolves match, because everybody, everybody who's li- who listens to this podcast and listens to other podcasts or has watched the game knows exactly what is going on or what happened in that game. So we don't have to sit here and rehash all the bad shit that happened. We do have to kind of try and figure out why it happened. I mean, that's, that's what our job is here. <laughs> right. hey, related to that, can I ask a question, Mike? And th- this is a question I've asked before, but I really I want you guys to enlighten me because I can't figure it out. 
I, I have come to learn, you know, in my adult onset um, love for world football, that systems do matter, you know, and, and that um, maybe uniquely compared to other, other sports, like the, the lineup, the substitution patterns, the timing of it and, and what, how you put a player in a position to succeed or not succeed can have a significant impact. I, I have come to realize that. But I also really struggle, like when we talk about Sonny and we talk about how the system doesn't suit him and doesn't suit his strengths, I I can't come to terms with a world-class athlete not being able to adjust because in other professional sports, athletes are expected to adjust. They're expected to adjust and adapt to whatever the system is as opposed to the system either suiting them or not suiting them. Can you guys help me understand like why why it is that someone like Sonny can't make the pivot to be able to thrive in in the Conte style system? He's playing a different position. But he's a world-class athlete. Sure, Let sure he is. This, like, Dave. Let me ask you this. It. Why can't Harry Kane score a free kick? It's a great he's question. A professional world-class athlete, right? You would think that he would be practicing this on the training field. You would think you that he absolutely would be would you know, taking pointers from an elite high level coaching staff. And yet he just can't fucking do it. And Steve, this is a bogus argument, but I know that when you go to work every day or when you hop online every day, things that you're not good at, you're expected to get better at them, right? You're not just given like, well, Steve's not very good at that. So we're just not going to ask him to do it. That's bullshit. Like when you're a professional, you figure out how to improve the things that you're not good at. And that that's the disconnect. I can't come to terms with. Obviously I don't get it. Obviously, the hurricanes of the world, if they can't do it, they can't so, do it. But I just can't connect the dots on that. So here's the thing, right? Like, you know, I, I'm an analyst. You know, that's I spend all day in Excel spreadsheets and building data models and, you know, trying to tell other people how best to run their business so that they can maximize their profitability, right? I work on a marketing team, technically. If you asked me to open up Photoshop and design an ad, I would not be able to do that, right? I'm technically part of the team that handles that, but that is not my specialty. So I I am not expected to do that or get better at it or even help in that context at all. That is how I'm trying to understand this, right? So Sun is like me as an analyst who's being asked to design an ad. It's just not his skill set. He is not really capable of doing that well. And if you really wanted him to perform best in his role, you should be putting him in a position to succeed instead of forcing him to do something that is just going to end poorly. It's the same with Harry Kane and his free kicks. He's never going to do it. Somebody needs to have the balls to say, dude, you suck at this. You can't design an ad to save your life. Just stick to spreadsheets. Like that's your wheelhouse. That's what you're good at. Just stay in your lane, dude. So I, I I get that, Steve. I totally get it. But I feel like the distinction there is um, we're not asking Sun to play center back, right? And so, like okay. to me, to me, there I feel like he should be able to make the pivot in attacking in the same way that you can make the pivot in analyzing data, manipulating what's in front of you. You know what I mean? Like it, it you feels are like asking, there's a slightly asking, different piece. You are asking. They are asking Sun to play sort of a modified wing back role though at, at times um he and sometimes they're asking him to play you know up the middle or with his back to goal he just doesn't do that those aren't his strengths um and i get that he's a world-class athlete but there are world-class athletes in all sports who have 
because of the system thrived or not thrived like <clears throat> like what what allowed kevin durant to thrive at golden state versus going to somewhere like fucking brooklyn and not being as effective i mean outside of injury issues and and that kind of stuff like it's it's steve kerr's system which is a modified version of the phil jackson system right um the, the triangle offense um you know there are players who uh lamar odom was another one who was just kind of a middling he was a good player a middling good player but he came to the lakers under phil jackson and just blossomed and then went away again and fell apart right i mean so it's just it's just like it's like that it's like uh baseball is an, another good example you know somebody like carl crawford was like a world-class left fielder you know in 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 tampa but he goes to a new place he's with with different players and and it's and it's a and believe it or not people don't want to believe this it, they want they, baseball to be a simple game but there there are systems and under a different manager um and with different batters batting around him he be, he became a completely different player all right and so he, two things you guys n- lost it number one you've done a good job from different angles of of uh giving me some clarity and number two new podcast title for tonight mike and steve excuse son's limitations that's that's uh what we're gonna call this pod how does that sound uh, i would just like to throw one other option out there okay let's hear it. harry kane stop taking free kicks <laughs> also a good one we got lots of options tonight you know i i feel like if i say it enough and i put it out there maybe through sheer dumb luck he'll hear it and he'll say hey you know this fucking dude in vermont who has never set foot in you know tottenham hotspur stadium tells me that i need to stop taking free kicks i'll show him and either he'll you know stop and take my advice like he should or you know maybe that'll be the added uh incentive to get him to actually do good at them we do have a bit of history of, of affecting spurs actions by things we talk about so what, might as well we yeah. can go with that Why mike not? by the way what's the what's the uh What's the hat you're wearing? I can't tell if that's a UVM hat or I think I see a buck on it. Like, what am it's I looking Arrowhead at? Arrowhead Lodge. <laughs> it's the Arrowhead Lodge. It's the Arrowhead Lodge. Is that a social appropriation or cultural appropriation at all? Oh, is that offensive? I don't believe what there is. is. Are you? I don't believe canceled? it. I don't believe are, are it you, is. Do you have native ancestry? Um, possibly, but that's possibly doubtful. I'm very, I'm very. Despite, despite my last name, I'm very Irish and English. Um, <laughs> that's why there's, there's two, O's, there's two was, O's in your name. I thought of a bitch with a bitch at the end. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you know, I thought I was Italian for the longest time. <laughs> Turns out I'm not. You just really like pasta. I get um, it. I'm the same. You way. do look. You do look like Mario with this mustache. I mean, I'm going to give you I've, that. I've explained this a billion. Hey Mario. I've, I've explained this a billion times that Mario did not have a curly Q mustache. It's just it's just fuzzy and puffy. Also Luigi. So <laughs> enough of the enough of that shit. All anyway, right. anyway. Touche. Uh, yeah. So the Arrowhead Lodge um is is this uh it's a bar basically that um has been at the edge of Lake Arrowhead. And it it's been like a bunch of different bars, and it's like it it's in this old rundown like mill building that that was part of the power plant or whatever for the for the um the dam there. And the the 
folks who have it now change the name to Arrowhead Lodge. I don't know why, um, but I don't I don't know their reasoning for it. But they completely gutted the inside. They gutted the apartment buildings above it and redid everything. It's beautiful. Like they have now behind the bar a big glass, um, a big piece of glass that actually is insulated. And it's, it opens up and you can see the actual original foundation of the building. It's like a 300 year old building. It's crazy. It's like a stone. It's like a beautiful stone foundation. They've opened it up so you can see, see it behind the bar. It's actually really cool. Um, But I, I, I'm a, I'm a member there. So it's not really, it's not really a large, but I'm, I'm a member of the mug club. So. A mug club. Mug club. Oh, like, Hey, you filthy mug. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah all right nice nice mug whippersnapper <laughs> um so anyway um i don't know where the hell i was going uh, yeah nowhere nowhere fast no no you asked me if i was yeah if it was cultural appropriation it's not all right i i don't think you're it's like arrowhead it's like arrowhead yeah it's like, you don't yeah you don't get to decide that <laughs> well then who gets to who gets to decide that whoever whoever owns the whoever owns the culture where where the imagery came from that's that's correct and uh i don't believe the abenaki have challenged the naming of the lake so yet yes there you go steve (laughs) right there right there with you buddy um actually mike just thrown out like close to home uh did you see that the challenges for the the Minuteman have uh, emerged? The Minuteman Wars are, are the Minuteman up. Wars uh, up up yep. here. It's the Thunderbirds. Yes, yes I saw, I that, saw that as well. And the Abenaki have actually come out and said, "Yeah, that, that's not a big deal." Yeah, they said, "Yeah, we're good with that." <laughs> <laughs> so um, that said, you know, uh, back to, back to football, or are we going to back to basketball or baseball? Where where was I? Tom Brady? I don't know, man. No, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm excited about baseball, Mike. I've been watching some preseason games, watching the uh, how the uh, pitch clock is is playing out, and and some of those adjustments kind of fun. That'll be a different. You know, the, you know how us. the pitch clock played out today. Justin no, I didn't Turner see got, today. Justin Turner got hit in the face. Ooh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. So the, the pitch the pitch clock is is I, I think the pitch clock needs to be longer if they're going to have one. But basically, uh, the pitch clock is affecting pitcher make, infecting pitchers in a way that they have to. Um, they have to speed up their whole thought process. So if the pitch clock, if they see that pitch clock start counting down, getting close to it, they, they have to make a split second decision, which could affect the, the ball that they throw and sure. how they throw it. If they're trying to get that pitch off quickly. And Justin Turner got fucking hit in the face today. Because he threw a bad pitch. Yeah, it was a terrible pitch. It was, it was way up and in, it was released and it was, you know, it was, it wasn't one of these, you know, for lack of a better term, major league baseball pitchers. Gotcha. The, I mean, the ch- nobody, the nobody, part, yeah. nobody on the Tigers are actual major league baseball pitchers, but right. That, that's, that's the challenge. That's a whole watching, other story. <laughs> yeah. Watching your teams, uh, especially playing preseason games right now with WBC going on, like it's, it's kids with uh, numbers in the eighties and nineties, basically is what you're, what you're seeing on the field. But yeah, I but digress. Our, our boy, our boy, Jakey bombs uh, is now got a number. So that's good. Oh yeah, he's wearing three zero. Yep, that's a good number. Used to be Maglio Ordonez's number way back in the day. Way back in the day. Um, ah, the Jerry Curl. Steve, there's a question that we always like to ask that I'd like to give you the honors of asking today. Me? You want to take it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, I I am I'm touched. I'm honored. 
and I'll ask the question for you, Dave. Thank you, Steve. But it's it's not directed at you. It's actually directed at Mike. Um, and I'm sure all our listeners would love to know and will be joining me collectively in asking this question. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Well, Steve, I love it when you ask that. <laughs> do I not? Do I not have to say it now? I don't think you do. I was spot on, wasn't I? That's was a, uh, a fantastic impression. Impression. You know. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I was listening to a, another Spurs pod, and uh, the the host there took it out on on. I'll just say I'll just call it out. Uh, it was Doctor Tottenham and. Sammy called out called out Dan for something that bothers me with that. Good, that, that Sam, Sammy needs to punch back every once in a while. He does have to punch back. He, he takes a lot of shit, Sam. Like, <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, like, we got your back, dude. We got you. Um, so, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, Dan always has this thing. Where he's like, can I say? And he said, and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Just say it. Just make your point. <laughs> so he actually called called out uh called out dan agent dan morgan um who i actually i, I really like so um, that's because he never anyway. called out tim sammy you need to call out <laughs> tim more often don't, call, don't mess with dan get, i did call out tim. tim on their live stream the other day and, and i apologize but uh it was funny because he his drink of choice is corona and i called him out for not drinking an ipa mm. Um, so today guys, this is, this is a fun one because, uh, it's a brewery that I don't rate that, uh, that well, uh, that often, um, my good friend, Terry from pro pig went and, uh, worked for them and straightened out their brewing system there. And love um, pro pig. One of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Terry's Terry's a brewer there. So, um, he's a city fan, but that's, that's a whole other story. Um, he straightened out this this place's brewing process and helped them out over the summer. It's uh, Mill River Brewing. Ah, Mill River. What's it of, called? Cyborg Falcon. Cyborg <laughs> Falcon. That's that's um, a cool name. Yeah, I I I was going to get it. We went there. My wife and I went there to celebrate her uh, her birthday. We took the kids. Yeah, and, that's up uh, by you guys, right? Pretty close. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In, and I said in, I'm going to get one of those. And I said, I got up to the bar and I said, you know what? Do you have this in four packs? And they said, yes. They said, okay, I'll get something else then. So, uh, cause I knew I would want it for this. Um, I don't know what's in this beer. Uh, it doesn't have much info. It says, oh, it's about, it's Peregrine Falcons. Oh, are, in, are in the beer? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's gotta be it. That's the it's only made, logical it's explanation. It's made with... <laughs> Mike, Mike culturally appropriates and drinks beer made from birds. <laughs> Endangered birds. <Yeah. laughs> oh, the peregrine. All right, bro. Whatever. Oh, God. Just asking to be canceled tonight. <laughs> it's got real bits of peregrine in it, so you know it's real. Real bits of peregrine. Peregrine. So it's out of there. Just right out of the can. Ah, authentic. 50% of the time, it works every time. Um, yeah. So the other thing I, I'm assuming is probably got like Falconer's flight hops in it. It doesn't really say you looking it up, Stevie. I'm trying this to look is, it up. Well, I'm looking it up on the website, not on the reviews. Stevie on reviews. I am now. Whoa. Peregrine Falcons have been clocked at reaching 
have been clocked at reaching speeds of, of this doesn't read right, but uh, of 242 mile per hour while diving for prey, making them the fast record, fastest recorded animal ever. Mike, can I say this really quickly? I'm going to call them out. They got some cool can art. I'll give them that. But their crawl it off double is a is a blatant copy of uh, Sip of Sunshine's can color scheme, which is somewhat disturbing. But just throwing this, that out there for you. This one, blatant copy of it. Yep. Look up, look up Mill River Brewing, crawl it off, and you'll be like, yeah, I see what you did there. Like I said, I, I don't like. Uh, my friend Terry did make their uh, icebreaker beer, which I, I really enjoy. Um, all right, so we'll just get into this. It looks has a similar color to to the sip of sunshine that I just had. So not not a similar smell. I don't like the smell at all. It smells like cigars. What? Yeah, it's weird. All right, here we go. Oh, that's a face. That is a face. <laughs> For our audio only listeners, I you really have to hop on these uh these live streams. Like that was just I don't even know how to describe that. That that's, that's like kind of, it's kind of like I, a young Mike ate a sour <clears throat> patch and didn't know what he was I, I was gonna, gonna do, say young kid gets clothes for Christmas. Like <laughs> <laughs> thank your grandmother. <laughs> but it's it's not even my size. <laughs> no, it's not Mike eats a sour patch kid, it's Mike eats a garbage pail kid. Garbage <laughs> feel kid. <laughs> this beer. Uh, uh, this beer is not good. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so just for calibration, Steve, that gets us under two seven. I'm thinking. Can we agree that that's like a threshold cap? I would just, say so. And I don't know if I'm. I'm gonna get I don't know if I'm conditioning the the negotiations here. I'm not sure of that, but just trying to do yeah. what I can influencing him with your own biases i am at least i'm not wearing an appropriated hat (laughs) no but you are appropriate it's a great culture with the camo there the double (laughs) the patagonia camo (laughs) the patagonia camo i'm a corporate shill (laughs) (laughs) nothing says yuppie redneck like a patagonia camo camo what'd you call me earlier mike lumber sexual lumber sexual yeah (laughs) hey everybody That'd be that'd that'd be more like if you were wearing like a, a you know a, a three hundred dollar flannel shirt. Well, you haven't seen what With, I have under this. So. Yeah, you probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably got metal buttons on it too, like the snap buttons. Yeah, right. Because because normal buttons are way too much work. Yeah. Ooh, this Steve. beer's this beer's not good. Uh, I'm gonna have to finish it, obviously. But Steve, you went you went hard on on your rating prediction, man. I am really curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, you know what? I I figure he's got to get to that level at some point. Why not today? Stevie, did you did you find a review anywhere? No, there's one review and they didn't leave a comment. Ah, What a douchebag! So what's the point? What's what's worse than a douchey? What's worse than a douchey uh, beer advocate review? No beer advocate review at all. What did they give it? Did they get like even a rating? They did. They gave it a three point five. That's bullshit. This beer is <laughs> this beer is a two point one. Oh wow, we Ooh, split the difference. We totally split the difference. Yeah, look at that. This beer is a two point one. I was I was two three. Steve was one nine. By the way, uh, two point you know I, what two point one means? Two point one means I'm gonna finish it. 
but you're not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. (laughs) I don't know why this seems like the appropriate time, but I was, um, I was skiing today. So you guys will give me shit for that, but I was skiing today talking to this guy on the lift and, um, he lived over in kind of the Mount Snow Dover area, which is in like central Southern Vermont. And he was telling me about this bar over him, over by him called the Dover Bar and Grill, more commonly known as the D-Bag. It's like, how cool of a of a bar and grill name is that? <clears throat> that just that just made my day. Right? <laughs> that made this beer palatable. Back to you. Back to this you. Beer, this beer is now a 2.12. 2.12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this, this beer... Um, it tastes grassy. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't taste hoppy. It's got a really bad nose on it. Like it just. It doesn't smell right. It kind of smells like uh, like dirt and cigars. And I'm not kidding when I say cigars. Like it smells like tobacco, and it's really bad. Um, <laughs> you ever see that? Uh... You ever well, see that yeah. Simpsons episode where they cross pollinate tobacco and tomatoes? And everybody in the town gets addicted to the tobacco plant. It's the tobacco. This tastes like grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great episode. Um, so this this beer, you know, uh, I I don't even know what kind of hops they use. Um, it's it is a seven point eight percent alcohol, uh, double IPA. Um, it's not overly hoppy. It's actually kind of smooth going down, but it's, it's once it hits like the back of your throat, it's like razor blades covered in molasses. It's really, really over. It's kind of syrupy tasting. It's got, it doesn't have like, it doesn't even have the characteristics of like a West coast IPA, you know, that malty hoppy bitter kind of IPA. Um, I don't know where to even put this in the scales, like between, you know, New England, East Coast IPA, English IPA, West Coast IPA. Oh, my God, it's giving me the hiccups. Um, <laughs> it's just not good. Um, it doesn't have any of those like fruity flavors. It doesn't have the citrus. It doesn't have that mango. You know, it, it doesn't have even the bubblegum kind of kind of flavors that you sometimes get in ipa it just isn't it's just not great uh it's a drinkable beer but like this could be your first ipa ever brewing it dave and this would be a fantastic beer if if you brewed it if if, if dave did for his it's first like time, a, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like a, no this is like a home brewers like a home brewer you know, got a hold of a fucking labeling machine and 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 made a fancy label and a fancy it's a great name. name, great label, yeah, love it, Mike. Yeah, it, I also love. It could have been such to... a great fucking, uh, great fucking uh, uh, beer. You know, you said you said something a minute ago that that struck me. We I like a episode title, razor blades covered in molasses because I feel like it just covers everything for us right now. Like that's what our football team is trying to force feed us is razor blades yeah. covered in molasses and you just described a beer that way too maybe something to that um yeah so what about a song uh a song <laughs> oh, yeah what God. song do you dislike enough to align it with this beer well we know it's not going to be one direction it's his favorite band this is true he's got shed not a tear. my favorite band <laughs> um <laughs> that's funny um he really wasn't listening earlier, Steve. No, of course not. 
I don't know. I don't know what you just said either. I wasn't listening <laughs> to that. I'm tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to find a song in, in in my head. Um, you know, God, I I can't come up with anything that I hate as much as this beer right now. Wow! Wow! wow it's wow. a small world after all. No, yeah, what? I was trying to think of like a whole new world. Uh, a whole new world. <laughs> Like, but even that song is like it's got it's got some hope that goes along with it. Yeah, um, I don't know that you can uh, call that a bad song, or the mouse is going to come for you. You know what? And it's not a song that I hate because I love the song and I love the band, but I want to kill this beer. So, uh, uh, Pink Floyd, careful with that axe, Eugene. Interesting wow. choice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I I also could have gone with um uh with dogs, but like you know, dragged down by the stone. You know, the, the end of that song, as you're being dragged down to the bottom of the ocean by the stone. Um <laughs> that's that's what this beer is, but uh careful with that axe, Eugene. It's a it's a very ominous and scary song and uh has a deep bass line. Uh, that I actually really love, but I want this beer to die. <laughs> and that, that's I'm going to kill hey, this Mike. beer. I'm going to kill this beer, or it's going to kill me. There you go. That's been hey, Mike. What you drinking? Uh, what was that? What was that called again? Cyborg Falcon from Mill River Brewing with the uh, ah. maybe maybe our lowest our lowest rating and review and song choice yet. I could have gone with Bell Biv Devoe Poison. No, you can't. That's a fantastic song. That is, it Girl, is a good song. I must warn you. Yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> go wrong with that song. We got Dave singing. Absolutely. He threw a little late 80s, early 90s R&B. That, Miss that's, you. that's my jam, bro. Yes, you love you. My sister's literally laughing right now on the pod as she listens to this because we know she's not watching live. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to hear about this later. No, our one viewer is uh, vacated. <laughs> no, he's, uh, they're here. They're here. I, I want to know who this person is because they won't leave any comments. It's, it's Nikki Winks. This is how he puts it's, his daughter to bed. Uh, <laughs> Just Nikki, Nikki Winks doesn't want to hear my takes. He doesn't like my takes anyway. I, I I think it's our guy Adam, but that's just my uh, my hunch. But yeah, yeah. If if it's you, Adam, what's happening, buddy? It's it's bedtime out there. I, I feel like Adam works second shift. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we need yeah. to get Adam back on. We need to. Well, we we had him on for baseball preview. Yeah, we got baseball ago. coming up. So, but I feel like we owe him more than just letting him talk about baseball. We should let him talk about football as well. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, hey, all right. Let's move on. That was Andy Mike. What you drinking? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. So, looking ahead, uh, Champions League midweek. I don't even know off the top of my head who we're playing at the weekend. You know, you like how I said at the weekend there, Mike. That was very <laughs> English of me. I, I do, in fact. Yeah, uh, we're playing Brentford. For... We're playing Brentford, aren't we? Nottingham, about right? Oh, Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham. Same. Home same. at home with Nottingham, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right. Both, so what's going to happen, boys? Both got creepy, creepy looking coaches. <laughs> Steve Steve Fisher needs a dentist badly. Anyway, um, do you want do you want to hear my honest take? I Let's think we, I think we we uh, beat AC Milan, and I think it's convincing. And then I think we lose to Nottingham Forest. Stranger things have happened. 
Yeah, that's 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 it because I, I I think we 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 have other things to talk about. I think we lose to AC Milan and the team comes out and says, you know, we're going to give the league our all. It's the only thing we have to focus on. We're going to go all in on the league and then we're going to lose to Nottingham Forest because that's just <laughs> who we are. Nothing's more Spursy than that. Yeah, let's just, you know, let's get bounced from a cup competition, make these grand statements about how we're going to do better for our fans and show them that, you know, they're, that we are deserving of their support and then let us down. Just completely fucking let us down. That's what I'm expecting. Just just misery. A week of misery. Steve, I see your week of misery and I'm going to raise you. We lose to AC Milan. Romero picks up a knock in training late in the week. So we, we have a back line that looks like Sanchez, Dyer, and Davies. Uh, we go into the weekend and, and lose. And a week or a week and a half from now, Ryan Mason is coaching, um, managing Spurs. That's That's my baller call for you right now. You know, I'm glad you brought up the manager thing because – I, I'm looking at the next manager odds right now for Spurs. And I got to say, this is just depressing. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the top five, right? So currently top of the list, Maurizio Pochettino. I would support him if he came back, but I just don't know that he's necessarily the option that we want like i think a lot of fans are looking at him through rose-colored glasses they saw the good times you know they acknowledge the bad at the end but think all right you know he's rested he's refreshed he's ready to come back and, and do something because uh, he hasn't coached in over a year right that's why he's rested and refreshed yeah but you know the the thing about that is and i gotta give a shout out here to uh this guy young gauta gautama uh on reddit uh, who put together this um, analysis with data to support it for every time a coach has come back to manage a club in a second stint over the last 30 years yeah. and found that by and large, their second stint is 8% worse than their first. So uh, tw between 20 to 8%. So like that's, you're not seeing very many people who come back to a team and do as good or better as the first time. So, you know, I'm an, I'm a very analytics driven guy. I, I look at something like this. I look at the effort that was put into it. And I think, you know what, there's some sound reason behind that. You know, it's already sort of like this amalgamous questionable decision. Like, is this truly what we need? Or are we just doing this for the sake of appeasing fans? And when you look at how, you know, things have historically gone with second stint managers and it just doesn't look good, you know, maybe he comes in, proves us all wrong. But, uh, you know, I and like I said, I'd support him if he came in, but I just don't know that that's the right call. So you've got him as the top one. Next, Thomas Tuchel. And please, God, no, like I, I would not want Thomas Tuchel at all. Yeah, uh, he's a creep. He is a creep. Next up, Thomas Frank. I'm pretty sure he just signed a new contract, so he would be an expensive pickup. That dude's I'd not take going him anywhere. Bring him. I, going anywhere. I've been telling you guys for three years. <clears throat> he's, he's my I, guy. Bring him. Absolutely great manager, but yeah, he would be expensive. He's not going anywhere, especially to a team 
that has uh, some stability issues, to say the very least. <laughs> um, I think what he's got at Brentford right now is is a pretty good deal. Uh, yeah, next on the list, Christophe Galtier, who, again, would be an awesome pick, but he literally just signed on for PSG. He's not going anywhere. Right, right. Not when he could just fucking win win titles and win titles and win titles right he guaranteed titles PSG. guaranteed champions league yeah yeah so he's 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 staying there forever until until you know the ownership of psg gets sick of him for mm-hmm. winning so much and then the, the like to do with pochettino yeah then like, the fifth on don't the list, win champions league you you're out yeah fifth on the list roberto deserbi again he just got appointed at brighton he's got a good thing going right now i just can't see him leaving or if it, even if he does, it's going to cost an obscene amount of money. Like if those are our, our top betting odds choices, I am not super confident in that. I would love, and this is just me sort of fan casting our next manager. I would love um, to see somebody who's young, who is you know kind of an unknown entity, just for the sake of like not having a whole lot of expectations. Um, somebody like uh, Marcelo Gallardo, uh, who coached down in Argentina, very highly rated manager, um, attacking minded. You know, he hasn't been doing this for long and certainly not in Europe at all. But like, that's the sort of wild card pick that I would love to see just because, you know, he's not coming with this, like, he's going to come in and win us cups. He's going to get us X, Y, and Z. No, he's coming in to start a project, to build something, to get us in a direction. And that's kind of what I want right now. Um, just a, a manager to come in without many expectations placed on them and to just let them fucking cook, right? Um, so somebody like that would be great. But that brings me to the question that I've been eager to ask you guys uh, for the last few days. It's Hey, Mike, clear... what could you drinking? <laughs> no, we already well, did that one. Well, Steve, oh, yeah, yeah. I love it when you ask that question. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, so so there's a clear divide, right? Like there, there are Spurs fans out there on, on social media talking about, well, you know, we're fourth place. Yes, the football is anemic and, and listless and awful, but we're top four. Like we're getting results when we need to. It's not always pretty, but it happens, right? And then there's the group that's like, yeah, but I hate watching us. Like this is just misery. So my question to you is, do you want, because let's be honest, Conte is not lasting past summer. You know, he's he's checked out. We're not going to extend. That's fine. I, I'm over it. I'm agree. I'm agree. Do you want our next manager to come in and play an absolute boring, awful to watch, tactically inflexible brand of football, but we're guaranteed to finish in the top four? Or would you rather have somebody come in to bring exciting, invigorating ideas, but we might not get that top four spot. What is more important to you? I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now that um, I, I, I got some names. I'm going to throw it at you in a second, but I want the guys. Uh, I want the guy who is going to be Pochettino when he first came in uh, relatively unknown where the fan base is going to go. What the fuck are you thinking? But he's got great progressive ideas. Um, he wants to move things forward he wants to try some things with the younger kids um, and just maybe, you know, maybe give other players a chance because we have, we do have 
uh, aging superstars, right? Um, we know Harry Kane's not going to be there forever, probably not going to be there next year. So do we want a project manager? Yes, because obviously the win now guys aren't, aren't doing the job, right? Are they not doing the job? So Deserby's the guy, Deserby's the guy, uh, Pochettino, uh, he, he did come out and say, you know, we need a project. There's going to be, the, we need to have a project at Tottenham. This, this is what needs to happen. And Daniel Levy was like, fuck you. See you later. Everything fell apart because we're not going to give you the money that you want. But the win now managers, we'll give the money to them. We'll spend a shitload of money. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of names at you. Uh, Fonseca. What do you think of that? I didn't hate the idea when it was an idea a little while back. Okay. Uh, Hansi Flick. Okay. Um, uh, what's another one? Uh, Vincent company. He's been, he's been mentioned a number of times. Is, is he even on that list, Steve? As a matter of fact, he is on that list. Um, he is sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth right now. Ninth. Uh, 14 to one odds tied with uh, Allegri and Graham Potter. Allegri. Okay. I, I, like, so I think Graham Potter has been given a raw deal at, at, at Chelsea. He came, he basically came in and said this play that this was going to happen, whether he was there or not. And I agree. Um, I think the Zerbi, the Zerbi is the guy that we, that we would really want because he, he checks all those boxes for me, but, um, and he's taken what, what Graham Potter built and, and, and built on that. Right. I, th- I think that Graham Potter was doing great things at Brighton and he gets to Chelsea and it's a big bag of dicks. Um, and and they and they tried to stuff more dicks into that bag during and during their during the January window, right? Um, Thomas Tuchel's a no for me. He he's a fucking that guy's a nose picker. Um, uh, but and the other one, the other one that nobody nobody asked really mentioned was uh Luis Enrique, right? What what's his deal? Uh, he's he's super interesting he's he's uh he's plays progressive ball uh maybe not as exciting as we want it to be but uh, i think that with the players we have they it, they would fit right into a system like that but uh i, I for me it's 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 it's, it's gonna be pochettino i mean we, we it's the writing is on the wall um and if it's gonna be pochettino then we have two options. Uh, either Daniel Levy needs to tell needs to tell Conte needs to fucking nut up and tell Conte, get your fucking ass back here and coach this fucking team like I'm paying you to do. Because, uh, because he's being he's being paid and he's got a contract. If if Conte didn't didn't want to do this anymore, he would be gone already. Cause that's the type of guy he is. If he's completely checked out, he's either just cashing a check or, or he would be gone. Right. The, the, those are the two options. Daniel Levy needs to fucking nut up and say, get your fucking ass back here and do your job. Like, like you're being paid for or, or bring Pochettino in now. 
or bring your next manager in now because if there's if if there's a thing if there's a thing that's happening where everybody knows that Tottenham is changing their manager at the end of the season we we we're pretty much we pretty much know that Conte's not back right should we just bring in the new manager now get everybody acclimated get that new manager bump you know possibly keep keep us in fourth place because right now I think we're going to end up in sixth or seventh the way we're going. <clears throat> if we're out of Europe, I'm fine with that. Um, but get somebody in now or let Conte run it out and see what happens. But I, I think they already have a plan in place. They have their manager, I think. It's, it's interesting. A, I know there's a lot to unwrap there. and I just There's a, there's a ton to unwrap. Um I like Hansi Flick though too. I mean, yeah, I like Hansi Flick. Steve, Steve, my thoughts. Um, first, I, I have to be honest with myself, and and money matters in football, right? Money matters, and um, regime money matters. So we we could have a separate conversation about is it realistic to think that teams like Man City and Newcastle, you know, that are that are funded by regimes are not going to occupy the top spots just because they have the money to throw at the problems. We'd like to say, well, a good good manager brings a team together and catches lightning in a bottle, and that does happen sometimes. But if we're looking at the data over time, guess what? Big big shocker here, guys. I'm going to make a claim. City's going to catch Arsenal, and Liverpool's going to find their way into the top four. Just going to throw those two things out. So the top four spaces are limited to start with. I would much rather – I'd much rather – week to week, watch enjoyable football and just be able to have fun watching my team than be tortured with mediocrity, holding on for dear life to a, to a top four position. That that's my take the Pochettino thing from my end. What I like about the Pochettino thing, and I'm not a fan of him being the choice, but what I like about the Pochettino thing is the concept of unfinished business and the concept that like, there was more that he wanted to do and more he could have done, but he got so run into the ground by lack of support and, and lack of funding. And let's be honest, just kind of lost it there at the end. Right. And so I like the, the idea that he could come back motivated and driven. I like the idea that he could come back with a mindset of you're going to work your ass off and we're going to be a fast team and a running team and an active team. I like that. I hope he's smart enough. If he comes back a second time, to make sure that he gets the guarantees from, from ownership about what that's going to look like. Because if, if he just walked into the same deal, he's an idiot. And, um, and if, if he can't expect to be supported like a Conte or a Mourinho was, you know, th- there's a definite problem there. Well, but- he came, he came in, right. He came in as, uh, as Maurizio Pochettino, uh, Southampton, right. Yeah. Up and comer, right. He came up in and as comer, up and comer, Southampton yeah. coach. Uh, nobody knew who he was. Now he's yep. Maurizio Pochettino, uh, Champions League semifinalist, uh, yeah. uh, and 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 uh, league on like champion, right? Yeah. So um, and he's won a number of cups, and he's a PSG ex PSG manager. And uh, you can't say you can't say that he failed there. I get that, like they put a super team together or whatever. Yeah. But super teams don't always fucking work. I mean, look at the Lakers now. Right, they're the worst team and one of the worst teams in the league, and they have arguably some of the best players in the league. Sure, and super teams don't always work. Um, it, just because you don't win Champions League doesn't mean that it doesn't mean shit. Um, 
we have to also remember though that what we remember of Maritza Pochettino was fun, exciting football, but we also have to remember that whether or not we got to the Champions League semifinal, we have to realize that at that time, that's when the team was falling apart. That's when everything was falling the fuck apart. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Burnley match that like he flipped out. Right. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And like, like 2019, 2019, we, yeah, we in the, and then, yeah, he, like 2019 into 2020, like he had Colchester two nil. Yeah. There was, he was playing the fucking diamond nonstop because he couldn't yeah, figure out anything else to do. Yep. Uh, Delhi wasn't, li- nobody was listening anymore. The team was toxic. Um, and I think some of those toxic players, I think one of those toxic players is still there. Um, he, he which one do you think that is Eric Dyer? Yeah, it's interesting. I've started to come to that myself, but it, and I, think I, I Davidson, didn't want to believe I think that. Davidson Sanchez as part of that club too. Um, but never mind the data Steve shared. We have about, to, we have like to remember that as, six as FA cup boot outs, right? We have to remember that as at, at that time when we thought everything was great, everything was falling apart. We limped yeah. into Champions League the after that season. Um, we we you know we barely hung on. We barely hung on there. I think it took the last day to secure our spot. Mm-hmm. Right. So like everything was great 2014, 2015, 2015, 16, and and forward when he came in and he was building and building and building and building, and then the money stopped happening. And he wasn't getting any support from ownership. And he's like, well, fuck this then. I'm going to cash out. And, and, and I don't necessarily blame him, but you're right. He has to have guarantees. He would have to. Have to. And, and, and if he doesn't. And, and now he, he has cool. that power. Now he has that power because he's yeah. XPSG manager versus Southampton manager. It's very true. I don't know. Sorry, Steve. Steve, I, I did we answer your here. question? What do you think, Steve? I think so. Um, Regardless, you know, I've said it before. I've kind of already chalked this season up to a loss. You know, I I don't expect us, even if we manage to get the win um, on Wednesday, I, I don't expect us making a really deep run in Champions League. I don't expect us to really show much cohesion over the next few games. You know, we'll probably get, they're easy games on paper, right? Nottingham, Everton's in there, Southampton's mm-hmm. in there, but you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to hear the players coming out and saying we can do better, we can be stronger, we can, you know, be a little bit more decisive. Just fucking show me. You, you know, need to stop. be a little more clinical in the final third. No shit, yeah. Sherlock. Right? Like, yeah, we we get. Stop it. saying it. Show me. Yeah. Show me you can do that. We need to it's work like on a, our it's mentality. Like those, yeah, it's like those pitchers that come out and 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 give up four home runs, and then the pitching coach comes out after the game is like. He threw a really nice game. Yeah, you know, it's like except for the four fucking home runs. shit. Except for the four home runs, yeah. the eight and the eight runs that he gave up. Tomorrow we go again. He was locating his pitches well. You know, it's like yeah. Tomorrow we go again. Uh, <laughs> you're exactly right. Like, stop, stop the fucking platitudes and and go out there and play the fucking game. Oh, I thought we played a really good game, really, you know Sweeney, because who- I watched that game and it looked terrible. Yeah. Like, yes, we bossed, but there wasn't any effort that I thought, wow, you know what? That was close. We're actually going to get something that, you know, even the two times we hit the crossbar, the Pedro Poro free kick, 
that was probably the most exciting moment of the game for me. The other one seemed more like a fluke. Um, but regardless, aside from those two, what was there? I don't remember being that excited. No. Sure, we kept him out for, you know, 80 plus minutes, but that's that's not enough. Like, you can't just fuck around with the ball for 80 minutes and expect to win because you've got a higher possession stat. Stats like that don't win games. The only stat that matters, goals scored and goals allowed. Look at Man City versus Tottenham. It's very true. Hey, I got a question for you guys. The, hey, Mike, what you drinking? No, Mike, you're... <laughs> I you're, love it when you ask that question. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Mike, you're Wolves forever tonight on your on your screen, which is, is good. Wolves jersey, their kit. What color is it? Yellow. It's orange. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I read today it's a, it referred to their kid as orange. I was like, it's not an orange kid. That's a yellow kid. So help me make sense of this because it's it's orange. Your orange. Orello. <laughs> yeah, there gross. we go. All right. Gross. We it. solved the there problem. Hey Steve, I, I know we're I know we're past the Steve uh, witching hour. Um closing thoughts before we wrap up. What do you got? Yeah, I've just got one closing thought. Um, and it is this. And I I really need everybody out there to listen to me very carefully um, because this is probably the most important thing I'm going to say in this entire podcast. Ooh, I'm curious. For the love of God, Harry Kane, stop taking those fucking free kicks. <laughs> Just stop it. Just stop. I don't want to see you on free kick duty ever again. Thought you were bringing something new, but you went back to the old tried and true. So good job, buddy. I I, like it needs to be said. It, I, you know, that I think is probably the only thing that gets over. We always talk, oh, well, Sonny's not in a great run of form. Oh, Perisic is fucking him over. Oh, <laughs> Lucas Mora ran out of defender. Nobody ever wants to call Harry Kane out on his bullshit. I'm going to do it. Fucking score goals a normal way and let somebody else take the fucking score free kicks. <laughs> All right. There you have it from Steve. Mike, closing thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts are these. Um, I know I said that, you know, we're in fourth place and I've done that whole, the whole song and dance. Uh, it's, 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 it's come to the point where, uh, and I'm going to steal a, a little segment that they do at the beginning, Dr. Tottenham too. Uh, another callback for them. Uh, uh, five words or less. Love fest. Yeah, I know. I know. It's weird, right? I, it's because I love Sammy so much, but um, it's it's uh, they're five words or less. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit. It's a good one. That's a good one. And, um, and I, I like that segment, too. That's a good segment. I agree. Um, it is. It is. Um, that's my five words or less. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Um, the only the there, there's two guys out there who gave everything to that game and. Uh, one of them got subbed off and the other is, uh, is, is, uh, is skip. Um, I think Skippy is the embodiment of what a, we, we want in a Tottenham player, um, a homegrown guy, uh, an English player, um, strong, good constitution um, is out there to play for the club and play for the team and play for the badge. Um if we had 10 other guys out there like that, this team would be would be battling Arsenal right now for for the top to the for the top spot. Um, what we have out there right now is a collection of guys who are players. And um, 
and uh, you know, to a point, uh, Christian Romero is also out there playing for his club. I think Christian Romero, that dude's got a fucking screw loose. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a fucking nutcase. Like we thought, Lamelo was crazy. He Christian Romero's a fucking nutcase. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, and I it, it, it's in a good way. Um, he goes out there and he pesters people and he gets pissed off and he tries to get his team fired up. Um, Hoiberg did the same thing, but Hoiberg's just the guy is tired. We we've broken Hoiberg. We broke we broke Perisic. Perisic is 135 years old and he came in at like 30 36 this year or whatever it was. He was however old he is now, but now he's he's verging on being a mummy. Um, <laughs> And he's about as effective a footballer as a mummy right now. Um, but like if we had if we had 10 skips out there or 10 uh Dan Kulisewski's out there, um DK as I like to call him. Uh, oh no, it's DK. All right, D- not, yeah. not DK anymore. No, no, D- DK 21. Um nice. Like if we had 10 of those guys out there, 11 of those guys out there, like I I honestly believe we'd be we'd be in a position where we're we're battling for 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 top spot um problem is we just have a collection of players um who for one reason or another can't play in a system that is built for consistency you know you know um, know, mike if i were going to do my uh my five words it'd be why is this so hard then i'd follow that up with that's what she said but (laughs) <laughs> but but moving forward, it, it, why is it so hard? Um, you know, I I agree with I agree with you. Some of your comments there. I also want to throw out Pedro Porro. I really like his attitude, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make this generalization, which is unfair. Sergio Regulon, another Spanish player. I really yeah. liked his attitude. He didn't produce, but his attitude just on interviews, social media, like he was he was coise, right? And and I can already see that with Pedro Porro. So when you talk about like the Oliver Skips of the world, I'm going to I'm going to preemptively lump Pedro Poro in there as a guy who's going to be coised through and through until he I think doesn't he's, produce and we get rid of him or or whatever happens there. I think he's growing. I think he's growing and he'll be good. Yeah, I, I like I him. just I like I th- I think if we had if we brought Reggie back uh I I don't see how he'd be any worse than what we have and actually he was he was playing into his role before we got ready. Well, we, we could use a left back, right? We could use a left left winger. We could use yeah, something. We got, we, Destiny yeah. Udoji. Next year, but like right now, we could use somebody. Well, we're not going to recall. We're because, not going to recall Reggie. Because we have a, what do you call him, a 135-year-old man? Is it, is it two yeah, or at three? least 135. <laughs> yeah, him, like Brendan Fraser in The Rock are like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, were the, they were in the Mummy movies, right? They hey, were, you know, indeed. at least Matt Doherty can play out there and uh oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well done. Well done. This has been Wicked Spursy. To our viewer, you're the best. Whoever you are, we want to know. Uh, it's probably me. It's <laughs> you. Uh to our listeners, we love and appreciate you. Steve, wrap us up. Don't be an asshole. And Michael. Um, be safe, everyone. Oh, you skip the coist, 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 coist. He's moved on from Lucas Mora. It is, it is gone. Is that what I'm feeling right now? Yeah, the love is gone. Just a straight be safe, everyone. So we'll leave on that note. Come on, you Spurs. All right. <laughs>